Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. She's Kim. He's Chris. Hey, what about me? Oh, there she is. And she's Lisa. And I'm Lisa. At least that's what they tell me. She is, and she's back with us, so the gang is back together again. And we are all off and traveling in various and sundry directions, so yes. I'm glad it worked out that way. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. We have lots of interesting things to talk to you about. Some of them are quite timely as well, and a few little maintenance tips and tricks to assist you with as well today. So we have a bit of a smorgasbord, and we hope you will enjoy it. First and foremost, we are pleased to let you know that our iOS modules 7 through 12 have begun as of the release of this podcast. So we have 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12 to go (laughs) before the end of the year. We definitely encourage you to check those out. We'll have a link in the show notes and you can find out. And what's coming up next week, Lisa? What's module 8? Module 8 is on editing and moving, deleting apps organizing things so that you can find them. Some people say, my phone is like a junk drawer. For me, I use my phone too much, and that would just make me over-the-top crazy to not be able to find what I have. And so I'm going to be showing people my system, but understanding that that doesn't work for everybody, I'm also going to show some other ways of keeping things organized. And then if you did miss it, you still can purchase it. This module that we're doing prior to the release of this podcast, we call the iWhat. For many people, the hardest part of the phone to use is the phone app. Now, this one is pretty specifically for iPhone people. If you have an iPod Touch or if you have an iPad, you can use other phone apps on those devices And so you can get stuff out of this, but primarily this one is geared specifically for the iPhone people. And we talk about voicemail, which gives a lot of people a lot of fits. And we go through the entire app and explain where things are. We also talk about how to set up a calling shortcut so that if you have to call your bank and then once you connect, you have to enter 33 more digits. This will allow you to set all that up and get it done and keep your sanity intact. You know, it's funny that you talk about voicemail because that still trips me up. And the reason it trips me up is that when I see the voicemail in the list, I'm always afraid to double tap it because I think it's going to call the number back. I tend to do the opposite. I double tap it and I'm sitting there saying... Well, yes, because it's not playing. Right. And I have to find that play button. So as long as I've used iOS and as long as I've used that voicemail feature, for some reason, that still gets me. For me, as the person who tends to edit these iOS modules, 
the thing that really tickled me that I enjoyed was the call shortcut thing. I just thought that was neat because it's something I've never done or never played with. And using an ancient Android phone currently, I actually did find a lot of similarities between iOS and how the phone is set up and how my phone app in my Android phone is set up. So I thought that was kind of cool too, to say, hey, look, lots of similarities. Yeah. So I definitely think you're going to find a lot of fun and enjoyment out of this class. If you would like to go ahead and purchase it, you can certainly still do that and we will get you the recording. And you know, that calling shortcut can really be a time or cost saving measure working for a blindness related company. And we were having a conference call and the newest hire was late to the call. And I'm trying not to disclose any information. So when he or she joined us, that person was quite nervous. And they said, I kept trying to type in the numbers on my iPhone and I couldn't get it right. And the person was about 10 minutes late. And the comment was a very unequivocal, you know, you need to set up a shortcut so that this doesn't happen again. Because the truth of it is Murphy's Law, you know, the more nervous you are, the more time pressured you are the more it's not going to work because that's the case for all of us, I think. So it really does behoove you to kind of sit down and feel the pain and just sit with it and get it all set up pretty so that when you do go to use it in future, it's all done for you. I remember when I first got my iPod touch back in the iPod touch three days or whatever it was, it was when voiceover first came on the iPod touch and you actually had to connect it to iTunes just to turn on voiceover. Mm-hmm. And I remember one morning I was up and I took three hours to type in my Wi-Fi password. Oh, how we. Yeah, it wasn't fun. Don't you wish you had had modules like these back then? There you go. <laughs> we can save other people that kind of headache. So please do join us. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of saving you some headache. Let me speak for just a moment to those of you who are using IE on the website. As we mentioned in a previous podcast, there has been some recent issues with IE no longer playing nice with our credit card payment processor that we are using on Mystic Access. And people are having issues where they're not seeing it in IE, no matter which screen reader they're using. So it's an IE issue. It's happening only with IE. It's happening with our particular payment processor for credit cards. So we understand that this issue is happening for you. One thing that I want to mention is that we just had a class on transitioning from IE. We understand how it can be scary and freak you out and cause you lots of headache to consider it. But we also know that it's really not as complex as you may think it is. And we know this from experience. I talk a lot about my transition from IE to Firefox in the course of this class. It will be up on our free downloads page, so definitely look for it. It will be available soon, let's say by Friday the, what would that be, the 12th, I think. So if you are interested in checking it out, it will be available to you. We definitely encourage you, if you are using IE, to at least take a listen to it, or if you are considering switching from any browser to another one, there's lots of juicy info in that class. The other thing I would say is, if you are having trouble, please give us a call at 716-543-3323. 
If you like, we will save your credit card info for you. So if you have an order that you wish to be placed, we can place that order for you and save your credit card info on the site for future reference. We don't see it. Once we have it, we no longer keep it. And then the only place that has access to it is our payment processor. It will be stored securely for you for future purchases. So then you don't have to worry about going through this anymore. It will be available to you. You don't have to worry about it. It will be stored. And then either we can place the order for you in future, or you can do it yourself without having to re-enter it every time. So you can just select it as your payment choice when you check out. I want to mention that because we've had a couple people in the last few days who have been having issues with IE. And I just wanted to reiterate that there are ways around it. You can switch browsers if you're comfortable. If you're not, we understand, you know, it's a process. We get it. And we have that solution as something that may interest you to assist. Of course, if you don't want to save your payment info, you can always give us a call at our main number that I mentioned a moment ago. And we'll be happy to just place your orders for you that way. Certainly an option as well. Just keep that in mind. Speaking of our main number, our menu items have changed. Yes, they have. So they're a little bit more understandable when you call the main number and you hear option one, option two, option three, and option four. Having said that, option two is no longer the podcast comment button to hit. That has moved to option four. Option three also will take you to our interactive catalog. So if you have the catalog number, that's great. You can call the catalog directly. But if you don't have the catalog, if you call 716-543-3323, you could hit extension or number three, and that will take you to the interactive catalog. Speaking of catalogs, we have a couple of product things that we want to mention. Let's start with Apple Watch, because since series, where are we now, four Four. (laughs) has just been released, (laughs) we've been getting a lot of questions about that and how our tutorial is impacted and whether or not it's still useful. Take it away, Lisa. (laughs) We really have been getting a lot of questions about this, and I understand because when you invest not only your money but your time in something, you want to know that it's a good investment and that it's going to help you. So basically, what is going on is probably best described in an analogy. Let's say that you want to learn to make an apple pie. So you buy a tutorial on how to make an apple pie, and it walks you through measuring your ingredients and mixing them and rolling out your crust and then preparing the filling and putting it all together and baking it. And so you have listened to the tutorial, you have followed the tutorial, and you can make an apple pie. Then let's say you want to make a peach pie or a cherry pie. or How about pumpkin because it's fall? Yeah, but pumpkin's a little different because it's not fruit. But still, you do have your pie-making foundation. So yes, it's not that you don't benefit from having learned how to make an apple pie. You actually do. But it is that you are building on those skills. To the best of my knowledge, the Apple Watch tutorial contains no inaccuracies as it relates to the newer watch and the newer watch operating system. It's just that there is more information 
rather than having little addendums each year, we have decided to just let the tutorial stand on its own. Because last year, there was a new operating system that came out, and there was a new watch. But you could learn very easily and infer, based on the tutorial, all that you needed to know. I saw my niece's Series 3 Apple Watch, and I was able to pick it up and use it because I had the two and because I had the tutorial. And the same thing is the case with the four. To answer the basic question, yes, the Apple Watch tutorial is still an excellent value because it will give you the skills that you need to use your watch. If you want information that is specific to the Apple Watch 4, and to watch OS 5, which is the newest one. There are always demos and things that are being done when new hardware and software is released. In particular, Paul Henrichson did an excellent demo for main menu of new features on the Apple Watch. And so I would highly recommend that you listen to that if you want to get up to speed. And we will have a link to that main menu episode in the show notes. And transitioning a bit from Apple Watch, really what I've said about the Apple Watch is true with all of our tutorials. It is virtually impossible as fast as hardware and software are being updated to record addendum and keep up with every single change. But just know that when a program or a piece of hardware is updated, we're on it. We're checking it. So I've produced, I don't know, four or five tutorials for Mystic Access. And we all do the same thing. When there are updates for the programs that we've worked on, we look at them and say, okay, is this different enough? Is this, as the saying goes, evolutionary or revolutionary? If it's evolutionary in that it builds on what was already there, then we're good. If it's revolutionary, if it's a game changer, if it introduces new things or takes away old things that are going to fundamentally affect whether or not you can learn from the tutorial, in that case, we would update. So please know that with any of our tutorials, you can purchase them with confidence because we really do keep up to date and we have your back and we have you covered. Absolutely. And if something does need an update, like our Alexis tutorial, for instance, we let you know. You know, you can get it, you can still benefit, but it does need an update and we are working towards that. So we try to be transparent with you as well in terms of what's working, what isn't, what perhaps needs a refresh. So you can always find out that info from us if you're unsure about something, but Lisa's correct. Really, please do have the confidence in knowing that if you buy something, your foundational, fundamental use of the product for which you're buying that tutorial is great. You have nothing to worry about in terms of that. So, you know, please rest assured. You know, speaking of the Echo, I felt like I was in the Twilight Zone last week because I was at my parents' home for a little while and they have no internet connectivity Ooh. at all. And I won't say the whole word, but I could stand in a in a room and yell, A, 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 you know, for the A lady. And nothing would happen. It nothing. was very weird. No, okay, you know who. 
it was just very weird. It was like a visit wow. to the Twilight Zone. Did you actually do it? I think I did because I think I mentioned to you on the one of you on the phone that I could stand there and just yell. You yes, know, and, you were talking to me. Yes. and I laughed very hard. And so, and nothing happened. And it was weird because it's almost so ever present. And I know yes. they didn't have internet, but I almost expected a voice out of the ether to come back and say yes. Well, it's <laughs> right, and it's funny because I did that when I was traveling last summer. I was in a hotel and. I walked into the hotel room and just out of, you know, force of habit, I wanted to know the time. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I just said, A, what time is it? And nobody talked back. Yeah, I almost did that in the middle of the night, the one night, and I kind of laughed at myself. Because that's the time. It's like, obviously, checking my watch takes more mental powers than I have. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Because I have the watch on my wrist, too. Well, my watch is charging at night, and so, I mean, it's a wonder sometimes that she can even understand me. I was recently diagnosed with sleep apnea, and she can actually even understand me when I'm wearing the mask, which is pretty incredible, <laughs> actually. At least most nice. of the time she can. Anyway, that little digression brought to you by the Amazon Echo. Yay! <laughs> yes! Lots of new Echo friends coming out, so yes. perhaps we'll have a report on that at some point soon. I don't see myself purchasing any new echoes at this point there is one thing that tempts me but there's one thing that tempts me that's a third-party echo product yes he wants a third-party echo yes there was something that tempts me and i can't remember what it was i have one of those orby systems those mesh network systems that you can get satellites and stuff Mm -hmm. well they have this thing now called orby voice which is the satellite plus it's a harman kardon A-L-E-X-A-powered speaker. Okay. Yeah, I heard about that. I'm like, wow, I want that. Yeah, he'll probably end up as really cool, but it's only 700 watts. Exactly. What can you really do with a 700 watt anything? Popcorn. Popcorn, maybe. Yeah. I saw a thing on Twitter the other day. They should fix it so that it cooked Amazon Basics brand popcorn fine and burned all the rest or something. (laughs) A little sad. Probably could. Probably could, is right. Wow. Yes, yes. It is fun, though, to keep up with what's happening in the market, and especially with the virtual assistant devices, where they go and what they're doing. It just really shows, though. Like, I mean, to me, there is an appeal for having a microwave like that that you could control with your voice. But yet, it really, you know, we're getting more and more dependent on internet and if the internet went out no reheating in the microwave for me and i grew up in the generation where we reheated i mean one time the power was out in only part of the house and it was the part where the microwave was and i forget what i was reheating and like i said i never grew up with reheating stuff on the stove and i wasn't sure how to do it so I lugged the microwave into the bathroom and plugged it in (laughs) and heated up my food, which is a little bit pathetic, but it got the job done. No, it makes sense because when I first got my Wi-Fi connected thermostat, that was one of my main things. What happens if you lose the internet? If you lose the internet and it's 10 below or 20 below, you know, how are you going to adjust that thermostat? by yourself yeah uh, now that we've derailed the train from the track
talk about something that, unlike a lady, will not talk back to you. At least we hope it won't. No, you'll <laughs> just talk to it. Sorry. You'll just talk to it or about <laughs> it or something. Yes. We want to discuss a couple of rather timely things. Our pre-order for our WordPress course is now available to you. It will come out on the 15th of October. So that's when the actual release is. However, if you pre-order in advance of that, you will be the first to get it. And we've had a great response thus far. I'm fielding lots and lots of questions from some of you. And I just wanted to address a couple of those here to make things a little clearer for those who may be interested in learning to build a website for business or hobby or pleasure using WordPress. Someone asked me if building WordPress sites was accessible and not in terms of building the site, but when you put a site on WordPress, is it automatically accessible? Well, it's an interesting question because the way the WordPress themes are generally built is you are going to have some heading navigation built in, which is great and awesome. However, there are probably still things you're going to want to do and make sure about when you begin building your site. And the main one of those is choosing an accessible theme. If you don't know what a theme is, you may want to join us for the course and find out. But you need to choose a WordPress theme that focuses on accessibility. So it may have skip to links at the top. It may have high contrast. It may have some color things or some font things that you can do in it for low vision users. That will make sure that your theme is nice and accessible from the front end. There are also a few conventions that you may want to consider when writing your pages. We don't go so much into that in the course, but it's certainly something that I would be happy to talk to anyone about one-on-one -on -one if you needed assistance. We have a great offer with this course for one-on-one -on -one training, so it's an add-on. It's a checkbox you'll find near the top of the page. And if you wish to have additional one-on-one -on -one training, we're offering 90 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training with Chris or myself, more than likely with me. But if it's a hosting thing, then Chris is your guy. And uh, we will be offering that for $35, which is a huge discount on what our training would normally be. Normally, you'll pay $45 for an hour of training. This is $35 for 90 minutes. And we can split that into two sessions. We can have one long session, however you prefer to do it. That is yours for use as you're going through the course. Speaking of going through the course, a couple other things to note. We will have an audio sound sample up by the 15th, so you'll be able to hear a little bit of the material. There is no time limit for moving through the course material. You have lifetime access, and you can move at your own pace when it is convenient for you. So that is something to keep in mind as well. You are not obligated to get the training as part of the course. We're just offering it as a nice little way to get some very, very discounted training at the time of purchasing your course. So if you feel like some one-on-one -on -one extra assistance would be nice to either get help with specific aspects or with answering your questions, that is something to keep in mind. Also, I want to mention people who are using the WordPress.com platform. Gotten a couple questions from people who have been concerned or curious as to if this course will benefit them, whether or not they choose to transition to a self-hosted WordPress site. And the answer is yes. 
You will absolutely gain benefit from this course. You will learn about page creation. You'll learn about the differences between WordPress.com and a self-hosted WordPress site. You will get a lot of good information that can assist you through the process. Please know, though, that your WordPress.com site will not offer the flexibility and the variety of material in order to enhance your site or create certain aspects of your site that a self-hosted WordPress site would offer. And if you're confused about why I'm saying self-hosted versus .com, again, that's all in the course. I explain the differences. I hope I explain them well enough. It can be a, a little bit of a confusing issue for people. And we really try and make that clear throughout the course. Another thing I just want to make sure that you all know is, even though this is not a live course per se, I will have regularly scheduled Q&A sessions available for those of you who are course participants. So I do intend to have at least one of those before the end of the year. So we can sit down, spend a couple hours together, and you can ask any questions. And you can chat with your other course participants because we all have a lot of knowledge we can share with one another. We're all at different levels in this. And it's great that we can sit down and chat and share among ourselves. And all this is completely at no cost to you in addition to your course costs. So these Q&As, they don't cost you anything. They're just part of my way of saying thank you for spending the money and joining us for the course. And for those who are curious, the course is $99, which is <laughs> just ask any of the members who took this as a live class, a steal for what you are getting. And we have added extensively to the course since that happened. So you're getting a lot of material. If you can't come to a Q&A session that you know has been scheduled, they're all going to be recorded and made available to you. You will also be on a mailing list as part of this course, which gives you another way to talk and network with and share with your fellow course participants. So this is a huge, huge deal, y'all. It's a huge variety of material all about how to create a site. Very excited to be sharing it with you. And of course, keep sending me your questions if you have them, if you're unclear. I want to make sure this is a good investment for you and that you're going to be happy. So please do get in touch with me. If you have questions, if there's anything you want to know, I will be pleased to try to assist you. If we need to set up a five-minute chat or a 10-minute chat, we can do that. And I'll be happy to talk you through some things. So don't hesitate to get in touch, Kim at mysticaccess.com. And let's have a conversation about it and make sure that it is right for you. And before I let someone else talk for a little while, I do also want to remind you of something else new. We recently collaborated with Humanware to provide a tutorial on the new Brilliant 14 Braille Display and Note Taker. So if particularly you are new to us, if you haven't heard any of our products, if you're a podcast listener but really don't know what we're all about, definitely encourage you to check that out. It's available through our free downloads page. And check it out. Learn about what we do. It gives you a good idea of the detail that we put into our classes, all of our material, pretty much anything you get with us. And you can kind of get an idea of how we work. This is about a three-hour product. So if you're interested in a great little note taker for under $1,000, it may be something that interests you. Or if you're just interested in mystic access and how we work and how we structure things and are we really good at what we do? Well, you can find out and you can judge for yourself 
through listening to some of our free downloads, we have a wealth of stuff. That's just one thing. And that's kind of our newest baby that I recently spent a lot of time working on for our humanware collaboration to get this tutorial out into the world. So it's absolutely free for you. You can check it out on our free downloads page, along with tons of other stuff, including our past free event recordings and lots of other goodies. So definitely encourage you to check that out, particularly if you're interested in a new note taker or braille display, if you like humanware products particularly, or if you just want to learn more about what we're all about, our free downloads page is a great resource. One thing I did want to mention about the Brilliant BI14 tutorial. Tucked within each zip file, there's a folder. It's called Transcriptions. Yes. So pleased to have such an incredible transcriptionist on board helping us out with things now. And she's fantastic. Really kind of hope we can get her on the podcast. I think we can probably talk her into it. So stay tuned. We'll let y'all know. And she's fantastic. We were so pleased to be able to work with her. And you may be hearing more about transcribed Mystic Access products soon. So stay tuned. (laughs) As all of you know, the holidays will be here before we know it. And... With a business like Mystic Access, this means that we are taking more credit card orders and processing more information. And we are happy to take your orders, but there is one kind of order we really don't like to see. No, no. It's a no-no. It is. It's a, it's a huge no-no. It's a huge, why would you even do this to yourself? Again, and we do I, get questions about this oh, we do. a lot. We do. <laughs> I, again, this was when I was visiting family and CBS This Morning on Sunday was on and they had an expert and I use that term very loosely. I don't know where they got this man. He was talking about ways to keep yourself secure. And he said, for example, if you send credit card information via email, then you should go in and delete the email. At which point I just kind of sat there and not so quietly, spontaneously combusted. Sending credit card information via email is one of the unsafest, most foolish things you can do. You are better off to give us a call and have us place the order for you. Give anybody a call, you not are just better us. Off yeah sending it via carrier pigeon that yes. is so it's so very unsafe it goes through a bunch of channels you know what it's kind of the equivalent of writing your credit card number on a postcard i was just going to say that yep and you send the postcard and every hand that that postcard passes through on its way from you to its intended destination can read and use that credit card number. Just a friendly reminder, please do not do it. If you saw that particular story last week and you threw something at your TV, you get a gold star. Otherwise, just please exercise caution because our concern is not us using your information. It's that that information could get hacked on the way to us. So, Please yeah, really intercept, intercepted, not yeah. really hacked. Hacked isn't really the right word. You're right. Yeah, so it would be intercepted because, like Lisa said, it's passing from one place to the next place. You know, it looks like your email comes to you. When you send an email to somebody, 
and say you're on the phone with them or something, and they say, yeah, I just got your email. I just got it, yeah. And it took two seconds to get there. How many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of machines did it go through? And we don't see that. And so because nobody sees see that, that, right? It's easy to forget that it happens. Mm-hmm. Right. So please do just exercise care. We are probably rushing the holidays a bit, but this one was too fun to sit on until the holiday. Someone asked us recently about redeeming iTunes gift cards. And I know that you could do it the long way by having someone read the number and entering the number in. I never had a physical card to redeem. I have gotten codes that I've used, but never an actual card. And this is just kind of a side thing, a tip, but you can sometimes buy iTunes codes discounted on eBay. They will run a sale. So for example, I have gotten a $100 iTunes gift card for $85. Or you can get a $50 gift card for $45, something like that. So that's a little bit of a savings. It's pretty neat. But this is something totally different. They wanted to know if you could redeem the card by taking a picture of it. Well, that stuck in my head and I couldn't get it out because I didn't know. And so in our upcoming little review, I had bought myself an iTunes gift card. And, and that's it. We're not going to... if it works. Yes, exactly. I don't no, want I'm you to... going to spoil it. Ah, that w- what would be the point? Then you would just turn us off. Exactly. Ah. And we don't want that. No, I, I like the, the suspense a little bit because it took some twists and turns. So I hope you enjoy my little foray into redeeming iTunes gift cards. What I'm going to show you today is sort of a cross between a demo and an experiment. When teaching the first set of modules about the iOS devices, I was asked questions about iTunes gift cards. I had always purchased them online, and what I got was a code and not a physical card. So I thought I would try and discover the process of redeeming an actual card. We're getting close to the holidays, and some of you may receive these as gifts. To get started, I'm going to open the App Store. App Store. Double tap. App Store. Today. Friday. September 14th. And there are, as you may know, tabs across the bottom of the screen. Today. Games. Apps. Updates. And Search. If you are focused on any one of these but Search, you will see my account in the upper left-hand corner. Generally, when you come into the App Store, it will focus you on the Today tab. If you happen to be on Search, just double-tap one of the other tabs at the bottom of the screen and then look for My Account in the upper left-hand corner. Today, Friday, enter Fortnite, behind us, play My Account. Today, today, My Account, button. Double-tap. Account. And now I'm going to flick right. Done. Button. Lisa Salinger. And I could double tap there to view and change my account. Purchased button. This gives me a list of items I've purchased. Personalized recommendations. Redeem gift card or code button. And that is the one I want. I'm going to double tap. To cancel button. In progress. Cancel 
Button. Redeem. Dimmed. But redeem your gift card using your iPhone's camera. This requires a gift card with a box around the code, as shown here. Use camera button. Now, I don't know if my card has a box around the code, but I'm going to assume it does. In front of me, I have the actual card, and I kind of thought this was important. Now, I could be wrong, but I left it on the little piece of cardboard that has the hanger on top. My guess is that the number that I need is under the cardboard. The reason I say that is, if the numbers were out in clear view, anyone could come by, copy that code, and get some free iTunes credit. So I left the cardboard attached to the actual gift card so that I would know, or at least suspect, which side contains the number. If you've already taken the cardboard off, there may be another way to know. The one side of my card is smooth. The other side has small ridges or something on it as if maybe there's printing. So I'm going to remove the cardboard from the card. Try not to rip anything. It's got that gummy tape on it. And set the card aside. And I think I was right because there is a sticker on the card. It does not appear to be the kind that you can easily get off. So I'm guessing that contains my number. So let's give this a try. Use camera button. I'm going to double tap use camera. Camera viewfinder. Place your back facing camera on the center of the card. Then slowly pull the device back. Okay, so I have the card in my left hand, the phone in my right hand with the camera in the center of the card. And now I'm gonna lift up the phone slowly. Very slowly. And nothing. And it's about two feet above the card. So I'm gonna bring it back down. Play it back down on the card and see if I have any other buttons here. Button. Camera viewfinder. You can also enter your code manually. Camera button. Scan card. Heading. Cancel. Cancel. Scan button. Okay, so there is a button. I'm going to this time bring my... Actually, I'm going to double tap button, button first. And then I'm going to raise my phone again. And it does not seem to work. Camera viewfinder. You can also enter your code manually. Text field. You can also enter camera viewfinder. I'm going to double... Your back facing camera on the center. I stopped the hint. I'm going to double tap this to see if that gives me anything, if it starts the process. Viewfinder. Nope. You can also enter your code map. I'm also going to also try... Code manually. Text Viewfinder. Place your back facing camera on the center of the car. I'm also going to try pressing my camera viewfinder. volume button when the Place phone was above the card, and that did not work. So, let's try another method. App. I'm getting out of the app store. Closed books folder. 10 apps. Used folder. Visual folder. 7 apps. Opening visual folder. Visual. Error. Be my digitide. KN. Money read. KNFB reader. Let's try seeing AI first. Seeing AI. Menu. Button. Quick help. Button. Pause announcement. Channel. Shower text. Adjustable. Bubble. I I I I eel. App Store. I App Store. And I Ente. App Store. And I Store. 
Ente. Lil. App Store. And I. XCBII. Enter. Store. Nope. That's not terribly promising. Visual. Era. App. Digiti. KNFB Reader. Double. Take picture. Button. Double tap to take a picture of your document. So I'm going to hold the phone up above the card, probably about a foot, foot and a half. Take picture. Save file. Button. Double tap to save the current document. Switch reader to PDF. Okay. Now, I have my speech pretty fast, but as you may or may not have been able to tell, that was a lot of gibberish. So, this does not appear that it can be done easily. I'm going to try it one more time just because I'm like that. Be my eyes. Closing visual folder. Radio folder. Edit mode. Time and web. Travel. Unused. Utilities folder. App store. App store. Camera viewfinder. Place your back facing camera on. No, it really doesn't work. So, if you get an iTunes gift card as a gift for birthday or holiday, what you may want to do is ask that person to extend their gift a little farther. You could whip out your iPhone, iPod Touch, or iPad and bring up an app like RecUp, Just Press Record, or whatever recorder you prefer to use, and ask the person to read you the number. Or you could just open the app store and have them enter it for you. I am back and I am now a bit wiser. I went to get sighted help to read my card and I found out that the little sticker on the card does not contain the number, it conceals the number. So that needed to be removed. So let's try these two processes again. First, taking a picture, and then, if that doesn't work, trying to scan it with another app. Use camera. Button. Camera viewfinder. Place your back facing camera on the center of the card. Then, alert. Touch ID. Camera viewfinder. Place your back facing camera. I'm not issuing any commands or touching the front of the phone. Let's see what we've got. It kind of did make that refreshing sound. And as you heard, it asked for my touch ID. Done. Button. Redeem. Had it. Done. You've successfully redeemed your code. Your Apple ID has been credited with $15. Your balance is $15. Redeem another code. Button. iTunes Pass. Add to your account balance with an iTunes Pass. That we don't have and that's not relevant to what we're doing. But wow, it worked. It was really fast. Redeem. Heading. Redeem. Done. Button. All I did was double tap the use camera button and then I set my phone on the card and I lifted it, but I only lifted it about three or four inches when it asked for my touch ID and made the refreshing sound. So that's very cool. Just for kicks, let's see how this reads. I'm not holding out as much hope for that, but let's take a look just for kicks. KNFB reader. Take picture. Button. Double tap to take picture. Dimmed. Save file. Button. 
Double tap to save the current document. For whatever reason, it did give me more information this time. However, I really do think for something like this, where it has to be exact, I would either get sighted assistance or, because it was so easy and frankly it was fun, I would definitely just use the camera again. It was a great and easy experience once I found that the sticker had to be removed, which would have made sense. But I guess it's all live and learn, and hopefully my experiences will help you. I want money. Maybe someone, some generous person out there, will be giving those away in their trick-or-treat baskets. $10 iTunes gift cards? Hey, you never know. $10? Wow, what world did you come from? I want your neighbors. Yeah, well, I want my neighbors too. No, I just made them up off the top of my head. But if they exist out there, that's Heck, Heck, we knew we had good neighbors and we got a full-size candy bar. Absolutely. (laughs) But that was so much fun and it was so easy. It was almost sad. It's like, wait a minute. It was over that fast? I wanted to do that again. That was cool. (laughs) So I really, yes, little things do please little minds, but I love that. It was great. I mean, it worked so fast. Thank you, everybody, for suffering through, I mean, listening to our podcast, and we hope you enjoy it and get lots of tips from it. And thank you, everybody. Spread the word. (laughs) Spread the word. Exactly. Thank you, everybody. Bye. 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 The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. To contact us, please visit www.mysticaccess.com. Call us, 716-543-3323, and press 2 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at show at mysticaccesspodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Please tell your friends and colleagues to visit us at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy what you hear on our podcasts, feel free to leave us an iTunes rating and review. We certainly appreciate those. Also, you may feel free to use our podcasts in your own RSS feed. Just be sure that all of our contact information is left intact. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for listening. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode.